Now, if you just join me this evening as I take you through the word of God on the topic that I've titled, Arbiters of Faith. Arbiters of Faith. My text is taken from the book of John, chapter 12, verse number 37 to 43. And the Bible says, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and had hardened their hearts so they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. Verse number 43. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Now let me elaborate on my topic this evening. As it is pivotal to the entire sermon. And so it is only fair that I, you know, expatiate this choice of words for better understanding. Arbiters of faith. You see, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 verse number 15, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The word arbiter is found in this very verse Colossians chapter 3 verse number 15 let the peace of God rule rule which denotes arbiter rule being the Greek word that denotes arbiter now when the peace of God rules in your heart you are able to pass through valleys of shadow of death, you're able to pass through circumstances, you're able to go through miseries, you're able to go through all these things and not be moved because the peace of God is the arbiter in your life. The word arbiter means to call. The word arbiter carries in it control. The word arbiter carries in it what? Rulership. The word arbiter carries in it authority. Command. Arbiter is a detector. Arbiter 
decides the course of your life. As much as an arbiter can be the peace of God in your life, an arbiter can also be an ungodly thing. There is the ungodly arbiters, which is fear. Arbiters can be fate killers. Arbiters can be dream killers. Arbiter in your life can be a doctor's report. The arbiter in your life can be doubt, unbelief. And when this exists in your life, it can bring hindrance. If the arbiter that rules in your life is not godly, you can't be denied God's promises. Because we serve a God, the Bible says, He is at the door of your heart knocking, He doesn't compete. You either let me in. He would not force his way into your life. So if you've given room to certain arbiters in your life and your condition is lingering, it is not that God has lost his nature of mercy or has lost his nature of of, of, of healing. But you have given yourself away to a different rulership. An arbiter can sneak up into your life and slowly choke up your faith. Thereby hindering the move of God. Arbiters can gain control of your life. But you understand this. An arbiter can never gain control of your life without your foreknowledge. Every arbiter that exists in your life was given permission by you. Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse number 2 do not confirm to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve do not confirm to the patterns of this world do not confirm to the rulership of this world do not confirm to the arbiters do not walk by sight do not be controlled by the things you see which are temporal. Do not confirm. In other words, do not reduce yourself. Do not limit yourself. Do not downgrade yourself to the patterns of this world. So most things that lingers in our lives is totally our choices. It's what you've chosen to believe. I want to quickly read you a bulletin to help you experience this topic even further. Now, this bulletin is dated 1958, 1st June. How many people were born at that time? I was never. Maybe Mr. John was born at that time. Definitely not me. 1958. Now listen to this bulletin. If you just take it out a little bit. This is the headline of this bulletin that was published in 1958. Now this is what it says. The title, 
doctors warned not to say cancer is hopeless. Doctors were warned. Why? Because at the verge of a person losing their life to cancer, miraculously, they got healed and they never died. And because of the trauma that they had been through, expecting, they made all the necessary arrangements. They wrote their will. They were sure this person was going to die. But God intervened in many ways. And cancer was healed. And now the headline article that was released is, Doctors, you are warned not to say cancer is hopeless. Because when you sell that to people, you invite an arbiter into their lives that control them to prepare for a demise that can be evicted, that can be avoided by the power of God. The doctors are warned. Listen to this article. It captured my interest. I, I, I said to myself, I have to read this out to everybody. Now the article. Doctors here were told yesterday to stop telling hopeless cancer patients that their case is hopeless. The medical bulletin cautioned physicians against trying to be arbiters of fate because nobody can say when anyone is going to die. Even when all the medical evidence indicates that there is no hope for a patient, the bulletin declared the doctor must remember that the will of God and the little understood mechanisms on the human body may intercede on the patient's behalf. The psychologic activities of the human body and the will of God, the bulletin stated, may permit the continuation of life and certain degree of comfort and well-being. In some cases where pathologic examination and clinical evidence preclude the existence of hope, Therefore, let us not be arbiters of fate. And external and absolutely hopeless prognosis, although evidence of the same appears to be present, inasmuch as there are powers and factors beyond our kin, which may permit a reasonably comfortable existence, in spite of incontrovertible evidence, to the contrary. No case is hopeless. Now, I'm going to take you through the scripture I've read today so you can understand better. I believe God will open your eyes to this revelation. The Bible says in verse number 37, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the the, 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 the prophecy of Isaiah. Even after that conjunction suggests that this punishment was more of a consequence than of, of a purpose. You see, in life, sometimes it is difficult to separate between purpose and consequence. What I'm going through, could it be purposeful or is it consequential? And because of that fine line between consequence and purpose, sometimes we, sl we slide into hopelessness. We deviate into hopelessness. We find ourselves drowning in fear that is non-existent. 
That is how these arbiters sneak into your life and suck out your life. Now this man, these Jews, they did not believe even though signs were performed in their presence, even though they witnessed healings in their presence, they still did not believe. And so they allowed this arbiter of faith being doubt and unbelief to rule their hearts. Even after. You see, it's possible that their unbelief was, because the Bible says it was performed in their presence. It, it, it was not performed in them. It's, so it's possible that their unbelief was filled, filled from, you know, man, man is, you know, you know, man has this selfishness and greed and, and it, it has to happen to me for me to believe. And sometimes you don't understand that by believing for another person's miracle, you attract yours. And, and these Jews refused to believe the miracles that were happening right in front of them. No, I don't believe this is the Messiah. They gave themselves away to the arbiters of unbelief. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm certain it's because they never experienced it for themselves. Because we, 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 I, I've heard testimonies of, of people who experience this miraculous working of God. God suddenly heals them. And then they go on their knees. Oh, I'm so sorry for doubting you. Oh, I've said so many wicked things about God. I never believed in God. You know, I just never wanted to. I never wanted anything to do with God and God in his mercy. But Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6 or verse or, or chapter 8, he says, how can we continue in sin that grace may abound? Sometimes God may prove himself in your unbelief, but sometimes he will give you away to your unbelief. And that's what happened here. The Bible says in verse number 38, this was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe. Because as Isaiah said elsewhere, that is in Isaiah 53 verse 1, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart so that they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn to God for healing. Listen to me. God does not have the nature of wickedness in here. He is too good, too merciful that even the undeserving Canaanites was able to receive from him. And so when you have that in your mind and read this verse where he says, he has blinded their heart, their eyes, and hardened their heart. You would understand that this is not the nature of God. Why would their hearts be hardened? Why would their eyes be blinded? Jonah chapter 2 verse 8 says that they observe lying vanities. They who observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. For God to have allowed them to have an eyes that is blind and, and, and a heart that is hardened is because they had already premeditated not to believe. They have chosen not to see what was in front of them. 
they have chosen not to be witnesses to his miracle and God allows them to their blindness may God not allow you to your doubt that you suffer for so long because you have doubted him so much that he's decided you go on keep doubting and your suffering lingers the Bible says God gave them away to their blinded eyes The book of Exodus chapter 4 verse 21 says, The Lord said to Pharaoh, He would harden his heart. He would harden Pharaoh's heart. But when you go to verse chapter 8, it says, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. When God permits you in your own will, (laughs) you better be sure what you're doing. This Jewish man, who is who are the ones who should have known God more? They know God. They are the closest to God. These are the children. Of, these are the children of Israel. These are the ones that should be able to, you know. But you see, sometimes familiarity causes you to lose out on on on, on what is right in front of you. They give themselves away to this arbiter of unbelief. You see, God's decision to blind the eyes of unbelieving Israel is inseparably intertwined with their own decision not to believe. You've got to understand that divine predestination works through the human moral choices for which men are morally responsible. God does not go around hardening people's hearts. Your heart is hardened in accordance with your will. You see it happening around you, but you give no ear to it. It doesn't move you to believe. You see it happening where you are. You see, you, 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 you've heard about this miracle. You, you've been to church. Or some people have given themselves reasons not to go to church. But you've experienced his wonder working and you still doubt. There is therefore now, the Bible says, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now when you go and walk after the flesh, when you go and do the opposite of all this that is being said here, and you are surprised the lingering you are surprised why this things this 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 believing this thing you've been hoping for is not coming to you you see if you are not able to understand the will of God for your life you would most certainly give your mind over to the wrong arbiter You most certainly give your heart over to the wrong rulership. So many people today suffer loss due to certain habitats in place.
So many people can be in the presence of God and not be moved. They are Christians. They've got history. They've got a huge profile of being Christians. But there's no effect in their lives. The Bible says it here. He has blinded their eyes. He has hardened their hearts. So that they can neither see with their eyes. Or understand with their hearts. Imagine a seed. You're watering the seed. But it's not producing any fruit. Some Christians are like that. Some situations are like that. You've gone through all the all the healing schools. You've gone, you, you're not receiving your healing. Because you've believed the report of the arbiter that is instituted in your life. You've allowed the devil to convince you so much. That your case is hopeless. Arbiters will cause you to, to succumb to, norm, to abnormalities. And take them as normal. Nobody says don't, don't take medicines when prescribed. Or nobody says don't go for those, those doctor checkups and and, and, and go for all those you know, take all those ARVs and all that but don't place them don't place your hope on them don't make them arbiters because while yet you may think that is the end of the road while you may think it is normal while you may accept it if it's not in line with the abundant life there can still be a turnaround. There can still be a change. There can still be a miracle. So even in that valley, even in that depression, I believe in the cross of Calvary. I believe in the power to save. I believe in the blood. I don't believe in the doctor's report. I've seen people full of faith that had the mind to tear a doctor's report. The Bible says the just shall live by his own faith. So I'm not saying rip off your doctor's report. Your faith has to carry what you are expecting. If you believe it, you can have it. Because it's in the word of God. And God will honor the arbiter you place over your life. If you've placed his peace that surpasses all understanding over your life, that will, will he honor. It is the arbiter that you've placed over your life that God will honor on your behalf. What arbiter have you placed over your life? 
that we may not be blinded by this man. May our hearts not be hardened like this man. That we find ourselves in his presence but we are not changed. Find ourselves in his throne room but we are not transformed. May our hearts not be hardened. That we accept every hopeless case as hopeless. One woman, she had a cancer, a lump cancer. She was going for all the doctor's appointments, but she said, I believed God would heal me because I, I said, this is not for me. Well, she was going for all her appointments until one day that lump disappeared. If she goes for the test, they did they never they didn't see the lump all right after the test. And now she's she's waiting for days. They've no no one has called her, no appointments have been booked. Then she calls the hospital. What's happening? Will you guys not get back to me? I heard this testimony somewhere, and I, and, 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 and 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 you know, people were cracking jokes. They were like, Yeah, when the when the report is negative, the doctors are quick to call you. When they, they couldn't find the lump, they never called her. She was the one phoning. Why is no one saying anything to me? Because I serve a God that healed. When you have the right arbiters over your life, you can be able to separate consequence from purpose. This man here in John was serving consequence for their unbelief. Their heart hardened, their eyes blinded was not purposeful. It was not that they may be saved. It was the consequence of their unbelief. Bible in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 says for he we who have believed enter that rest and Numbers chapter 13 shows us that it is not just what you hear it is what you choose to believe that determines the curse of your life what do you believe What do you believe? It is time to unseat all those wrong arbiters in your life. Those arbiters of faith. And let healing rule. Let the mercy of God rule. Let his compassion rule. Let faith rule. Let his grace be your arbiter. Now some of you watching tonight. It is time for you to come to a place. Where you cry out to him. Lord help my unbelief. Have mercy on my ignorance. 
I have believed what the doctor said. I have believed the pain that I felt. I have believed what I was told over what you said in your word. It's time to cry out for mercy. It is time to unseat the things in your life that have limited you. If it-